Welcome to the Inspired Writing Podcast. I'm your host, Beth Lauren Parrish. As a certified writing instructor, remote coach, and rapid transformational therapy practitioner, a unique form of hypnotherapy, I'm here to help remind you to slow down, trust your intuition, and listen to your horses deeply so you can have the best co-creative dances possible, whether you're on the ground or riding them. I hope you enjoy this podcast, and here we go. Hello, everyone. I wanted to share with you today a few of the limiting beliefs that I've had during my riding career. I thought it would be useful for you to understand where I was coming from and then how I shifted from feeling like I could never do something to then actually trying it out a little and then having success. So first I want to tell you I started out riding when I was eight years old and I was a fearless rider. I mean I was one of those kids that would just want to jump higher, gallop up the hills bareback and not have a care in the world. And I was really fortunate. I was able to ride some amazing school horses. I even leased some ponies during the summer. I went to summer camps and we would race across big fields and jump lots of jumps on cross-country fields. And I had such a blast. Now, as I got older, I started working for a trainer that would find racehorses to retrain for jumping uh, and be suitable for kids to take to shows. And as I started doing those rides, I started to develop some fear that I had never experienced before. So the first main fall I ever had where I had to have surgery, I was working with a thoroughbred that actually was known for bucking, and I'd already come off of him a couple times. And that morning when I was going to work with him, I had this really clear voice inside of me that said, hey, you're going to fall off today. And I was in my early 20s, and I'd never really experienced much with my intuition before, so I just kind of shrugged it off and just went about my day. Now, if I'd actually done some groundwork or just decided not to ride, things would be so much different in my life. But instead, I just dutifully got him ready, tacked him up, got on, didn't even lunge him. I just got on and trotted around. We were doing fine. And then across the street, there was some construction and a noise spooked him, and he bucked harder than he'd ever bucked before. And before I knew it, I was on the ground screaming, and I had a compound fracture on my arm that had to have surgery that day. All I can think of is when I woke up from surgery was, wow, I had a voice inside of me that said I was going to fall, and I ignored it. So that's where I have always decided since then, I'm always going to listen to my intuition, to my gut instinct, to anything that feels a little bit off. I'm going to take a step back and encourage my students to do the same. So anytime I'm in a lesson, I'll say, how does that feel to you? Do you want to continue forward or do you need to change our path in the lesson? And so I really encourage all of my clients to to deeply listen to their intuition And if you want to learn more about that, I have an entire interview series on YouTube that I did. It was the first audio summit I ever did for the Inspired Riding program. So I'd love for you to check it out. You can just go to YouTube forward slash Inspired Riding and learn a lot more about others who have tapped into their intuition in the horse world. I think it's going to be really valuable for you. 
So basically, that's where I started to develop some fear, obviously. And I was really kind of scrambling about trying to figure out how to get confident again, even on the safest of horses. I had an amazing Arabian, believe it or not, a Polish Arabian, who was the best horse for lessons. If you were off balance for a second, he would actually stop and look at you like, what's wrong? (laughs) So he was very careful. He was a caretaker. So even though I had that amazing horse to build my confidence back up, I still had images and the feelings of that buck and that hard pain when I landed on the ground. So I was really grappling with the idea of trying to erase those images and focus on having fun again. And it was hard. And I was all by myself. I had no support. And I didn't understand why I couldn't just move on and keep riding after I had been cleared, you know, by the physical therapist, of course. So I finally just kept doing it and doing it until finally I just started riding more. But I still had those little images coming up. And it wasn't till like probably six months later, I started to feel comfortable even cantering on my steady horse. So it took a really long time. And there was a lot of hopping off and breathing and crying. (laughs) So I'm here to tell you that I figured out an entire program to help you get confident again without having to go through all that and without having to feel alone. So I just want to let you know that's available. It's called Brave in the Saddle. You can go to the website inspiredriding.com forward slash brave and you'll find all the details there. So now let's get into some of the limiting beliefs. So now that you have the background of a little bit of what I had gone through, you know that I had that really amazing, confident feeling as a kid. And then as I got older, obviously, I was much more cautious and definitely taking the time to check in with my intuition before I'd even ride. So one of the limiting beliefs I had was, oh, I'd never be able to do a cross-country event. I'm just not that brave. Like, that was just something I would say to myself. And I would say it to clients even because they would ask me, like, what are your goals? What are some things you're going to do? And I'd say, oh, I'd really like to do, like, little jumps, little stadium jumps, lower-level stuff is totally fine for me. But being out in the field just really frightened me. And I would just say, I'm just not that brave. So that was one of my limiting beliefs. Then one day I went out to California and my friends in the mountains had me trail riding with them and it was the most wild and crazy trail ride I've ever been on. The trails were almost like deer trails. You could hardly tell like where you were going. They were so narrow and the the hills were huge. So we'd go up and down and be galloping. And I just remember losing my stirrups many times because the saddle just wasn't adequate for a short person like me because I'm only five feet and so there were moments where I was like I might not survive this (laughs) so by the time the the trail ride was over I was like whew okay if I could survive something like that and actually have a little bit of fun which I did I thought what else am I holding myself back from what else am I capable of so I started thinking hmm when I get home I, I might just start thinking about other possibilities. Now, at that point, I hadn't really considered doing cross-country there, but I just thought, well, maybe I'm limiting myself. So when I got home, I actually did a meditation that I had learned through the Mind Valley program. It was Burt Goldman's Quantum Leap program. And what you do is you meditate and tune in with your future successful self. 
And when I saw her, she was in this big indoor arena. She looked like she was super happy teaching and doing clinics and having a blast. And she just looked at me with a smirk and just said, you should start doing some Zumba, like Zumba dancing exercise. And I'm like, huh, that's so weird. Okay. So (laughs) the very next day I got an email that there was a special for Zumba for the Wii Nintendo system. Now my client had just given me this Wii Nintendo system and we were doing like bowling and all sorts of fun like virtual games. So I decided, okay, I think I'll order this. So the next week it shows up and then I became like a Zumba queen. I was doing it every day and I was having so much fun. And I was getting stronger and fitter and I was just dancing around and I was like, you know what? I'm having so much fun. I feel stronger in my body. Maybe I should look for a horse that I could start jumping with. And then the next thing I know, someone presented a horse to me that was um, just kind of hanging out. His owner was off to college, and the mom was looking for a new home for him, and he had done eventing. (laughs) So I got on him. I tried him out. As soon as we started to canter, my husband saw the look on my face, and he said, yep, he's coming home with this. It was the most softest, most beautiful canter I'd ever sat and he was just the sweetest horse and he took me over jumps no problem and I just felt completely safe so very much the caretaker feeling as well so given that he was an event horse I started thinking well I'm feeling more confident in my body maybe I should try a lower level event and then the next thing you know I'm going to take him to schooling at this place called Pine Hill in Texas, if anyone's in that area. And it's a beautiful place. I was so blessed to be able to go there. And we started practicing with my trainer at the time. And she actually had been working with Conrad Schumacher. So she was getting me really, really super clear on my dressage skills and it was really amazing how well we developed considering that this event horse I was told did not really like dressage very much and so we did the training and I I was very shaky but I was really excited so I kept focusing on my excited moments and from there we ended up going to what's called a green as grass event and it all had like maybe two foot fences and I was, I'm not going to lie, I felt like I was going to throw up, but I was still really excited. <laughs> so I knew this horse would take care of me. And we ended up placing first in dressage. I was really proud of him for that. We went clear in the stadium. And then when it came time to do the cross country, that's where my nerves really started to kick in. And he was ready to start going fast because that's what he did when he would go to events. Like he knew he was going to be timed. But for greenest grass, you don't, you don't have to be timed. You just got to go clear. So <laughs> I was just trying to hold him back a little bit. And at one point while we're getting to another fence, I just got nervous that he was going too fast. So I made a circle. So when you circle in front of a jump, that's technically a refusal. So instead of winning first place, we got sixth place. But at the end, I was just so proud of myself that I actually did it. I survived and we had a lot of fun. And this horse took impeccable care of me. So I will never forget him. His name is Keeper, by the way. So um, also, if you wanted to read more about my stories and also hear directly from him, I have a book called Your Horse Believes in You. And you can find that on Amazon and also on Audible. So that was my first limiting belief was I'd never do an event. And then (laughs) see how all the little 
things happened in my life where I shifted my perspective. So I want you to remember that whatever you say to yourself, really take a step back and decide, is that serving me in my life? Is it holding me back? Or is it doing something that will actually help propel me forward towards what I want to do in my life? And I'm just going to share one other really interesting limiting belief I had. So later on, I was training and working out of a couple different barns after uh, we lost our home to a fire. And so we were kind of displaced. And so I was working out of two different barns and I was actually really busy. I had probably about 20 clients. I was working with four or five horses and I was just working a lot. And I was very busy and I was in, a, in really good shape. But at that point, I was working with my thoroughbred, Indy, who is super sensitive. And we were doing so well and I was so proud of him. We were riding along almost every day. And this was a horse that I used to be afraid of because he would rear up all the time. But again, I went through my whole system and I got myself confident on him. And then one day I had changed saddles for him. And I think it was our second time riding in the saddle and I probably should have lunged him first, but we were going along pretty well and it was a nice ride. And there was a moment, thank goodness my husband was sitting there next to me watching me ride. And I thought, I wonder if I should keep going or not. And Indy did this little thoroughbred head twist, I call it, where he lowers his head and he kind of just does this nervous, like, open and closing of his mouth. And that was my sign that I should have listened to him and just hopped off. However, I said, I think I want to do one more little trot. <laughs> so I went around the corner. He spooked. And I just came right off. And what was interesting about that is midair, I was actually aiming to hit my head. My husband got a little nervous about that, but I was able to like shift my body in the air. And I remember saying to myself, feet, 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 like land on my feet. And I did, but then my left leg went out from under me and I tore the knee, tore the ACL and the MCL in my left knee. So again, I wasn't listening to my intuition. I wasn't listening to my horse in that moment. So it was another big wake-up call, very painful. So I have since, since said to myself, I do not need to be in pain <laughs> to get these messages. Thank you. I will tune in all the time and check in. So long story short, I've had uh, another surgery with the knee. And then six months later, I was running running in the house. I was moving quicker than I usually do. And I didn't see that there was a, a little rib bone, I guess, that the dogs were chewing on, on slick tile floor. And my leg, my foot caught it. I slipped and I broke my femur on the same leg that had the knee surgery. So I had to have a nine inch plate put in my left leg. So then I was on a walker for many months and then a cane. And then I was able to start riding very briefly, just with like one stirrup and go really slow. So the limiting belief that I had after all that was that I'd never be able to run again. Now, I wasn't a big runner, but I do like to do sprints and I love to run alongside my horses. And especially like if I want to trot alongside them and have some fun, then I was a little bit sad about that. So I just kept saying, I don't think I'll ever be able to run again. And then since I was so sad about it, I just started thinking, well, maybe I can just push myself the tiniest little bit on the treadmill. So I would literally go up like 0.1 <laughs> miles per hour, like each session. And then next thing you know, I'm, I'm starting to power walk. And then, and then for like three seconds, I'd try a tiny jog. And then after a while, I was able to bump it up to do little sprints. And I just pushed past those limiting beliefs little by little. 
So that's one where I was kind of like one stride at a time. I'm going to see if I can get a little bit better. So when you shift your limiting beliefs, you don't have to flip it to something that like you just can't believe at all. You can just start to gradually push yourself little by little outside your comfort zone and see how you feel. And now, if you ever watch any of my videos, especially on Instagram, I share a lot of reels there where I'm running with my pony Pepper, and he absolutely loves it because I just pull out my inner child and we have a blast, and I have him like jump over little poles with me, and then he he rears up and spins, and he's really careful about not knocking into me, and then we run again, and it's just the most fun ever, and it's a great way to bond and get connected, and he loves it because then we both warm up before I ride him. And it's just such a cool way to to play around before we ride. So I just wanted to share those those limiting beliefs with you to let you know that if you have something going on in your life and it's just not feeling just right and you feel stuck, it is possible to shift it little by little. So if you're having trouble and would like to perhaps get to the root cause of why that limiting belief is stuck in your mind, like like old programming, you can reach out to me. I do uh, the rapid transformational therapy, hypnotherapy. And what we do is I get you into meditative state and you just relax. And then we talk to your subconscious and give it a microphone. So that way it can actually highlight in your past the stories that you've been telling yourself. And then we dissect them and put our detective hats on and I'll, I'll help guide you to understand why they were there. And then once you understand why they were there, you can decide, hey, that's not me anymore. I'm ready to move on. And it's so empowering. And then from there, I give you an amazing transformation script that's completely personalized. And you listen to that for 21 days straight. And it's the most miraculous thing. I've done now 98 sessions online since I was certified. And every client is so different. And they have such gorgeous results. So if you're interested in that, just reach out to me, inspiredriding.com, and you can look for the little RTT in the menu, and you can learn more about that and get a free strategy session with me so I can help you figure out if we're the right match to work on things for you. So there you go. I hope that helps you. And please reach out and let me know if you like this podcast and do create a review if you're enjoying it. Thank you so much for listening. Remember to lead with kindness for yourself and for your horse. And may the horse be with you always. Always.